Kind of Funny Games Daily of 2022. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the new face of video games, Blessing Eddie Oye Jr. What's up, Tim? I love the I love this sweatshirt. I know I've seen it probably like 10 times by now, but mm-hmm. every single time I see it, I'm like, dude, that's fresh. It's the Canto badges, and I've been wearing it a lot, Yeah, but I had to wear it today to celebrate story number one of, course. of this episode of Kind of Funny Games I mean, Daily. Tim, we'll get to it in a bit. I had to wear my shadow chain today because I had to celebrate Sonic Prime came out yeah. last night, Tim. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you that I watched the first episode, and it is genuinely fantastic. Dude, that's what I've been hearing. It Everyone's been really telling good. me that it, this one's actually good, somewhere in between the original 90s cartoon and the later 90s cartoon. And when I say original and later, I think the difference was, was like 1992 and 1994. But mm-hmm. still, there was a vast difference between those. And I'm like, that's a good place to be. Yeah. I've been, I, I've, I've not been watching the trailers. I've not been, except for the trailers that we've seen during live streams and Sonic Directs and all those things, right? I've not really cared about Sonic Prime just as an idea, just because I'm like, I don't know, man. I didn't really expect it to be great. I know Sonic, see, people like the Sonic Boom cartoon, but I didn't even watch the Sonic Boom cartoon, at least that many episodes of it. So I wasn't really paying that much mind to it. Uh, but I saw the reviews go up and I was like, you know what, man? Let me watch the first episode. I had time last night. Let me, let me put it up. And one, I wasn't expecting it to be like a 45 minute long episode. I was thinking that it was going to be the standard 20 minute, yeah. you know, cartoon thing. Um, and so like I got halfway through it and I was like, oh, this is still going. But also, I don't I'm want this in. to stop. Yeah, like I'm so I, I did not know what the premise of it is. I'm not even gonna say the premise if somehow y'all have missed the premise of it. Um, but once it gets further into the episode, there are some moments that happen where I'm like, oh shit, this is really cool. This is a really good take on Sonic the Hedgehog. And so if you're a Sonic fan or if you just like cartoons, highly recommend go check out Sonic Prime on Netflix. We're not sponsored. Hell yeah, though. I'm happy for you. I'm probably gonna skip out on this one, but uh Dude, I recommend just watch right, the first fine, episode. Damn, just, the, got just the first you episode. You got me. <laughs> if you if you watch the first episode and you're like, eh, then you know, don't watch the rest. If you I just okay. want to hear what you okay. think about the first okay, episode. Cool. I, I will do that for you. Absolutely. You. Kev, I do want to say a quick note. We didn't hear the intro. So I don't know if there's something we need to do so uh, that we can hear it. Also didn't hear it. I'm working on that right now. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. While you do that, let me tell you, everybody, that this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday we come at you live right on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames with all of the video game news that you need to know. All right. If you wanted to get the show ad free, though, you got to go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, just like our Patreon producers. Where y'all at? Where y'all at? There you are. Delaney. Tw- Delaney Twining, 1UP Pest Control Gwinnett, Brian Chaney, Alex Gradle, Jason L., The Nanobiologist, Derek Garrick, Donald Eccles, and Jason L. Thank you all so very, very much. Today we're brought to you by the Fixture S2, MeUndies, Policy Genius, and Shopify. Uh, and also a little housekeeping for you. Want to let you know that it is the 12 Days of Pabst, and PBR is giving away free stuff on their Instagram account all this week. Today is the final day, and at 1 p.m. today, so after Games Daily, uh, later on in the middle of this day, 1 p.m. Pacific, Blessing at Aoye Jr. And Paps Blue Ribbon are teaming up, going live together on Instagram. You can check that out on Instagram.com uh, slash kind of funny vids. It'll be on the kind of funny account. You can win a whole bunch of cool stuff, including a custom arcade cabinet, the PBRcade. Yeah, there you go. A vintage ah. jukebox <laughs> hack to dispense PBR cans, free PBR for a year, and more PBR stuff. It's all Paps Blue Ribbon on Instagram, going live uh, with kind of funny vids this Friday, today, 1 p.m. Pacific with Bless. You excited? I'm excited. Hell yeah. I'm excited for you, Bless. But I'm excited to get to the news because it's time to begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> time for some news. We have five stories today. A baker's dozen. 
Thank you very much. And, and real quick, just let everyone know, this is the final Kind of Funny Games Daily of 2022. We will return on Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023. 2023. That's a wild year to, to exist. <laughs> I don't, I'm not okay with that. I'm not how okay are we there? How are we here? Whatsoever. Kev, how are we looking on audio? Are we good to go? Uh, let me see. There we go. Yeah, there we go. There's I'm hearing it. Also, this is the first I'm hearing that we're not yeah. returning on Monday. I thought we were coming back on Monday the second. You're telling me the, Tuesday the third? We're coming back on Monday, but like we're not live. You know what I mean? Okay. We're, not, uh, we're, we're, we're gonna get uh, back into the swing of things. There's no games daily. Uh, is what I'm oh, really I see. Yeah. I see. I see. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Anyway, story number one, everybody. Your boy's excited. The huh. Pokemon anime, anime is <laughs> saying goodbye. Hell, hell of a shot. <laughs> the Pokemon anime <laughs> is saying goodbye to Ash and Pikachu. Um, they died? A, the ass of Pikachu. The, the <laughs> <laughs> God, there's an energy already, everybody. Uh, I, I want to watch this, this uh, trailer that the Pokemon account put out because uh, just to set the stage for everybody, um, if you didn't know, somehow, if you were li living under a rock and haven't heard me speak any words in the last month, Ash Ketchum has become the world champion. The very best, like no one ever was. Just just a couple weeks they ago. It was impossible. And um, it was kind of wrapping up the Gen 8 of uh, the Pokemon anime. And there was a couple episodes after that win. And a lot of people were like, where's it going to go from here? When there's the Gen 9 anime, which was like unofficially announced. Like it wasn't like there wasn't like a statement on this is what it's going to be. It's Ash and these companions. Everyone's like, what is going on? I've been watching the show week to week for the last... I mean, for a while now. Mm -hmm. um, and the last couple episodes, definitely not nearly as banger as him winning. Uh, but they were doing some cool stuff where his companion, Go, was going out and, like, trying to catch Mew. There was, like, a lot of legendary raids going on. Gary Oak was hanging out oh, with them. Oh, shit, my like, guy Gary. There was some cool stuff. Um, but Is he it, still an asshole? It, uh, no, he's lightened up. He's lightened uh -huh. up. He's kind of, like, more of a, he's the friendly rival type uh, now. I don't like that. Yeah, but he's out there doing research and shit. Like, they did a cool thing with his character. But um, there was still a lot of questions of what's, what's actually going down. So this morning, actually, in well, in Japan, I guess their afternoon, but morning for us, um, from my understanding, the final episode of this season aired. Um, so I still haven't seen that, so I don't really know all the, the details of it all. But coinciding with that, the Pokemon Twitter announced what is actually happening with the, the future of the Pokemon anime, and I'm very excited. So let's oh. check this out. Jikani. Next week's episode in Japan will feature Pikachu having a special day. And now for a major announcement. The future of Pokemon. I'm just, I have to like guess what they're saying. An important announcement. So we got going through the history of every encounters and have made many exciting memories. サトシとピカチュウの物語。さあ、そうそう、サトシ。ジャンピオンになった今、君はどこまでポケモンを倒したのかな。They're <笑> 2023年 the final chapter in their story, 11 episodes, oh, 11 episodes, holy cow, to air starting Friday, January 13th in Japan. Now we got a special announcement. I, I turned your camera off so we can see it. It looks like they're showing off uh, the next season, which is the next Palmia region season. 
And we got some new characters. New characters. A new protagonist for new the first time in Pokemon history. Holy now, cow. Now, let's get into this. So what's happening here, Bless, is mm -hmm. there's three separate projects going on. Um, next week, we are getting uh, what seems to be in the alternate timeline. If I'm understanding this correctly, somebody can, you're wrong me because it is a little confusing. A couple years back, they started releasing a line of movies um, that were like alternate universe Ash and Pikachu. It was kind of like a, a reboot where it's like, Going back to the beginning, but things are a little bit different, and there's been two movies so far. This seems to be, like, the third movie to kind of, like, close that all up. Kev, that, um, if you could pull up the images that I sent you over, that'd be cool. Image number one is the the poster for, for this, and I'm really, really excited about this. This is a weird one that I don't think the quality is 100% there. This is, uh, I don't know if you remember, the first movie of this series. Why does this look like, a, wasn't there uh, an anime called Your Name? Yes. A movie called Your Name. This, this looks, looks like that. So the art style of this is a lot um, higher production value. It, they're movies, uh -huh. right? So yeah. it's like like it's bigger specials, um, and the art style I think looks a lot nicer. And it's kind of just like a reimagining, like uh, quickened version of the anime, like all packed into one. But a couple years ago, they put out the first one, and that was the one where Pikachu spoke and said, "I love you." Oh yeah, I remember that clip? Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know. Um, so with with this, this seems to be kind of like ending up that alternate continuity um storyline going on um so that's kind of cool. you can be voiced this whole movie no he just that was just a one one okay. moment of like power friendship type stuff right um but anyways that's that's this and then the next project is the one that i personally am most excited about and it starts in january so this is the original key art of oh the, my the first god series, the first series <laughs> oh right? the first series okay first series first series um that we all grew up with yeah and this, this exact memories this dude. is the key art of the 11 episode series coming out in January. Oh shit. They're fucking doing the damn thing. Wow. Bringing back all the OGs. You can see Butterfree there with the scarf on. Oh Mr. my Mr. Mind that's out there hanging out with Delia Ketchum. Who knows what they're doing? You don't you know want to know. You don't want to know. You don't want to know. Um, but yeah, all the OGs here. Like you can see the entire Kanto squad, Johto squad, like going up on the, the left there. Uh, and that's then some awful. of his more uh, modern teams here. We got uh, Officer Jenny and Nurse Joy. Shout out Officer Jenny. Up there, yeah, for show. Um, but this is like really cool, really exciting. It's going to be an 11 episode uh, finale to the story of Ash and Pikachu. And that's amazing. Holy shit. Like, what is that? What's that going to be? Because I, so it's called uh, Aim to Be a Pokemon Master is the name of the series. That's oh, a man. Japanese translation. So it gets a, it's a little wonky there. But I, I think they're going to do it. Bless. I think they're going to do some crazy shit where he catches them all. <laughs> no I think he's going to catch ho bro. I think he's going to I think they're, they're really going to like mm -hmm. bring it back and do anything that they that they that would be hype. Yeah. For people like us. That's incredible uh i'm very excited about this i am like uh like seeing this announcement this morning filled me with joy uh and emotion just nurse for joy. Uh, nurse joy just for the fact that you know th this brings me back to our to our childhood right and i'm sure this brings everybody back to the childhood because everybody watched the pokemon anime growing up um but like seeing the fact that this journey is coming to an end even though i've not been paying attention to most of the journey at this point right like i dropped off at gen 3 yeah uh and like i haven't tuned back in until you started talking about it right and like i've been aware that it's happening but not paying attention to it but even just seeing like it's like it's almost like seeing a friend that you like were friends with in elementary school and then like they show up and all of a sudden like i don't know they're achieving their dreams of becoming pokemon yeah, master dude. that's exactly what this feels like and so congratulations to ash hope you get to catch them all so so here's the thing bless we're not done there's one extra thing here that gets me really excited. And this is Tim Gettys in his full-on get-hype theory mode. Will this happen? Probably not. Mm. But what if it did type shit? Can you bring up 
image number four, Kevin. So this is going to start in April, the Gen 9 anime. It'll yes. be in Paldea. It'll be the Scarlet and Violet story. You can see the three starters here. We have the two new protagonists, right? And this will be the first time we don't have Ash going on the journey. But if you look at this character, this main character in the front, mm. what's in her hair? Kevin, can we enhance? Oh, shit. Is Would that... that be possible to enhance? Because what's in the hair is a little hair, hair, clip? hair clip. But it looks like um, that is Ash's... the logo of the indigo league championship that's what it is that ash had on his original hat oh so the rumors going on right now you think that that's his are that that one of them on the right the kid on the right is from paldea uh -huh. and that she is a girl from pallet town mm. so the theory goes bless what if this takes place in the future this is ash's daughter the 11-episode series is Ash finishing his shit. They age him up. We get adult Ash. He is now just the freaking... What if he's like a professor? That's what I'm saying. What, oh, if, what if he's just Ketchum? the Pokemon champion of the world? They go on, they do this stuff, and then forever, we just get Ash for cameo hype moments. That's, in, that's wild. That's we'll wild. Y'all saying some wild stuff today. We'll see. That's crazy, dude. That would be hype. Yeah. It's doubtful, but... I mean, the, that is the Indigo League thing. It right? is, dude, which they haven't used. Like, he's had a million different hats since then. Like, But it looks different, right? Like, isn't it? Like, that little ball part on the top, this part? No, that's the hat, dude. Is it? Yeah. I'm looking it up. What I want to know is what's on her necklace. Because I, I, I don't recognize what that could be, but it might just be the anime version of the terrestrialize oh, yeah, thingy I, or whatever. I, I, I that's what that looks like. And yeah, like the ball at the top of the logo is like in the, the hat, it's like shape. like a curve. But I think that's just the animation, right? Like I think it is probably this, the, the same thing. Yeah. So there we go, man. January. Not going to have to wait long to start getting some answers on this one. So get high. Obviously, dude. I will be 100% covering all this stuff yeah. here. That kind of funny. In the new year um cozy bear rodent said after two decades the pokemon anime is finally sunsetting ash what questions do you want answered or moments do you want to happen during ash's upcoming final few episodes on the show do you have any thoughts um i mean i want him to reunite with his og team from season one i would love to, i mean it looks like we're gonna get a lot of that right it looks like butterfree might return it looks like um i'm trying to remember the, all the all the pokemon that ash said goodbye to i guess like i want to see squirrel i want to see the squirrel squad I want to yeah. see the Squirrel Squad come back just for a second. Like, give me a cool Squirrel well, Squad cameo. We have gotten a little bit of that already, right? Yeah, I mean, even on the poster there, you see Squirtle holding his glasses. Let's fuck. Let's freaking go, dude. Um, and yeah, I just want. I, I want all that stuff. I want, maybe I want uh, cameos from gym leaders. I'll love to see uh, Sabrina come back. And well, like, I want a moment where all of them are like, "Oh shit, it's Sabrina!" It's fucking Sabrina. <laughs> oh, shit, get her out <laughs> like, that's the thing is like, throughout time, Ash has gotten so many badges, and like over the the series, it's, they've gotten a little bit more, way, way more legit wins. Mm. But when you think back to the the Kanto gym leaders, like, I swear to God, he didn't legit win like half of those badges. Like, it was always just really <laughs> oh, yeah. weird shit. <laughs> like, I guess I'm giving this to you because Sabrina almost psychic you to death. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to see a. Oh, this might be too much, like, because this would take time to do. But I would like to see a rematch between Charizard and Magmar. Um, oh my god! Because that was such a hype episode. <laughs> the toss yeah, the seismic toss the where he's going around the moon and then brings him back down. Um, I think that would be cool, even if it is just like a, oh yeah, look, it's Magmar. Oh, Charizard, you remember Magmar? Even if it's just that, I, I think that would be dope as fuck. 
Yeah, I for me there's something in my eye, but uh, the uh, thing I want you can let it know that there's gonna be a lot of crap, (laughs) everybody. I just want you to know that like this shit is it's it's gonna be crazy. But um, they got to do something with Hoa. We ended the Mm -hmm. first episode of the entire series. Can you imagine, Bless, that they had the balls to be like, hey, Pokemon, this is a brand new idea. This is the first time these kids are introduced to it. There's 150 of them. And then the very first episode of the show, there's like, but here's this other one. Yeah, here's the po- here's Pokemon. It's just not in the game. Like, this, the, it's not one of the 150. And then they just kind of don't talk about it. You just see Ash look at the <laughs> look at it fly away. I hope that they do something with that. Did, well, I, I don't remember what happened in Pokemon 2000. Was ho not in that one? Did Ho never? Did that never come back around? The Ho's been back around a whole okay. bunch of different times, but like, I want them to do something with him and Ash. Like, okay. he's kind of been there. With, like, Ash has seen him a couple times, and it usually symbolizes him moving to a new, uh, like, new section of his journey. Yeah, uh, like leaving companions behind to get like Brock and uh, Misty, Misty, like that type of stuff. Yeah. But I hope that they actually like really have a good moment with it. But legit, I hope that they just op him to hell. Like, he already is the world champion. Let's just fucking own it. Let's do some crazy shit, age skip him, and, like, just tell us everything we want to hear. That mm. Make Ash red. You know what I mean? The way that we think about red in the games, yeah. make fucking Ash catch him that. He goddamn deserves it. He does. Shout out, Ash Ketchum. Story number two. Hideo Kojima shares Death Stranding 2 poster celebrating Kojima Productions' seventh anniversary. This comes from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Metal Gear Solid creator Hideo Kojima has shared a new poster for Death Stranding 2 and a special thank you message to celebrate Kojima Productions' seventh anniversary. Uh, the celebrations kicked off with a tour of Kojima Productions' fancy new offices in Tokyo before Kojima himself appeared to tease a little more about its upcoming his upcoming projects. The Death, the Death Stranding 2 poster was shared later and appears to show some sort of octopus locked in a containment pod. Credits to the game's cast also feature uh, including names like Norman Reedus, Elle Fanning, and Troy Baker. Kojima Productions is celebrating its seventh anniversary, said Kojima in the clip. I'd like to thank everyone for their continued support. Have you had the chance to check out our latest title, Death Stranding 2, which we revealed at the Game Awards? I promise to give you even more amazement and overall gaming experience than the first one. We hope you'll be excited about it. In addition to DS2, we're preparing a completely new game as well as some visual projects. Visual projects. Visual projects. Uh, I'm hoping to bring you more information on all those uh, of all of these next year. That's a key important thing. Yes, there, next Bless. year. Next year. Next dropping year. some dates, dropping some times. Do you think? I imagine one of these visual projects he's talking about is the Death Stranding movie that was just announced yesterday, right? Yeah. I think that fits into that that description. A lot of interesting stuff here. I love the the poster. Um, really cool. You got the the pod with the tentacles in it, right? Where you would usually hold the, the BB, and I think the implication here is that the BB went rogue <laughs> and turned into an octopus. Uh, so yeah, I think that looks that looks really cool. Um, I don't, I don't think I've gotten to talk a lot about Death Stranding 2 since it got announced at the Game Awards. Since oh, yeah. Y- yeah, y'all did the, the Game Awards. But I'm so excited for this. Um, I, I, of course, played Death Stranding, the original one, like when it released, but I only played like 18, 20 hours and never beat the game. But then earlier this year, uh, once I got my Steam Deck, I went back to it and replayed the whole thing on Steam Deck and got to the end of it and absolutely fell in love with the game. I love to see the return of Troy Baker to it because I think he gave one of my favorite performances in that game uh, as the villain. Like, he was incredible in that thing. I would love to see my guy, uh, Die Hard Man, come back because he also gave <laughs> one of the best performances I've seen in any video game ever. Uh, and so, yeah, like I'm, I'm so curious to see where they take it. You know, Kojima mentioning that uh, I promise to give you even more amazement and overall gaming experience than the first one. What does that mean? I love it. What are, what are the, the changes going to be? What are the updates going to be? Is this still going to be a walking, delivering style of game? I would be totally down if it was right, but I wouldn't put it, put it past Kojima to find even a new genre to enter or a new genre to create 
Tim, what if this isn't a strand game? What if what if he finds a new a new genre? I think that could be exciting. Um, but also, yeah, shout out to the fact that he's working on more stuff. You know, we had our predictions, and also we've had announcements and rumors and stuff where in the Xbox showcase back during 93, uh, Kojima came out and talked about his uh, collaboration with Xbox to do this cloud gaming thing. Um, there's also been the logos and teases he's been doing, right, which seems mostly to point to Death Stranding 2. But, you know, we still have the theory of what if he's working on three games we know again the xbox thing we now know officially death stranding 2 there is the overdose game that's been leaking is that the xbox thing who knows right like uh, there there's stuff there, there's still enough that's a mystery there that i'm very excited to see what the stuff pans out being yeah absolutely I, something that i think is really interesting here is to my knowledge this is the first time i've seen them refer to it as death stranding 2 because we've only been really seeing ds2 ds2 and all the imagery and stuff yeah. but kojima here said death stranding 2 so not that like that's a surprise but knowing kojima and how he is like i'm surprised that See, they there's that inconsistency i guess i yeah and i i, I think they're gonna change the name i think it's gonna be death stranding colon something mm. but i think they're trying to get ds2 out there to drive <laughs> wait, wait, are you laughing at colon kevin yeah death stranding colon something colon yeah. as a name. <laughs> that could be i mean that could yeah, be who work. knows who knows it's kojima going through it all the time right in the trailers <laughs> but i think they're they, i guess they do go through the colon in the trailers i think just to be clear i think that's the trachea i think they're going down the death stranding death stranding trachea maybe um, I think they're driving home Death Stranding 2 slash DS2 to get across the fact that, no, this is a sequel. This is the next game in the franchise. It's not a spinoff. It's not a smaller game. It is Death Stranding 2. But I think at some point we're going to get either Death Stranding colon, I don't know, the baby's a tentacle this time, or Death Stranding mm -hmm. 2 colon um, L Fanning, whatever yeah. it's called. I I'm rooting for the baby's a tentacle this time. Cool. That, that <laughs> sounds great. What's the abbreviation of that one? Uh, TBA. TBA, T, <laughs> baby, a tentacle <laughs> bat, that's training bat. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, the other thing is there was a, a video of the showing off the Kojima Studios, and like, I, I'm a little upset about this one because um, they had reached out to Greg do to, to do the VO, um, of it. But yeah, Kev, can you play the video actually? Wait, did they they reached out and, to Greg uh, to do the video? Skip forward a little bit. No, he's joking. Just a little bit. Like, going to, like, where we actually see the studio stuff. Hmm. Here we go. Yeah, here like, we go. Look at this shit. God. Look at this shit. Too far, you know? Yeah. That's too much. What in the world? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Bro, it's, they're uh, developing very... games in a space station. Oh like, what the fuck? Dude, <laughs> very, very impressive. That's insane. They're that's creating games in the future. Is that his private editing bay, you think? I hope so. I really, really damn hope that that is his private editing bag. <laughs> there is a, a separate, this isn't the video I thought it was going to be. There's one that is like legit the hype video of them showing off the, uh, the, the whole space in the studio. Uh -huh. And like, I was joking. Of, okay. like, imagine if it was Greg being like, uh, it is Kojima Productions, but, but isn't that, it? <laughs> he was just going to put photos, but like after he saw what we did, he was like, oh, I'll make a video. That's the same set. You know? Exactly, exactly. God bless him. Love it so much. Uh, you, go get him, Kojima. His thing, right? What Konami did to Kojima, unforgivable. All right, y'all fucked up. You sh should have treated my guy better. That said, like if I'm Konami and Kojima walks up to me and, and he shows me the pictures, <laughs> the constant pictures of what he wants his studio to be, I'm like, yo, get get out my face, Kojima. No, I'm not paying for this. Yeah. You want an editing bay that's like a whole room that it, that has LED lights and has like a giant theater screen? Go to your office. God I love it. it. I love it, dude. Pandora's <laughs> in the chat says that's the master bedroom. Good lord. Jesus. That's if this is the spare bedroom. That's that the is master. the master bedroom. That's yeah. hella funny. Very wow, funny. That was really good. good job, Pandora. Good. good job. Uh, story. 
number three, everybody. Horizon multiplayer game confirmed by Gorilla. Let's go. This comes from Matt Perslow at IGN. Uh, Gorilla has confirmed that it is working on a multiplayer game set in the Horizon universe and that it will feature a brand new cast of characters and a new art style. In a job advertisement post on Twitter, the Amsterdam-based studio revealed that a new internal team is developing a separate online project set in Horizon's universe. Featuring a new cast of characters and a unique stylized look, friends will be able to explore the majestic miles of Horizon together. That is that right? <laughs> I don't know. That's what the news story says. <laughs> Does it say miles? The majestic miles. Oh yeah, it must be wild. wild. Yeah, yeah, that must be a typo. <laughs> Love it. All right. Okay, I've never heard of a Milds before. but A rumor suggesting a multiplayer Horizon game surfaced earlier this year, but it's the first time that Gorilla has confirmed such plans for the machine hunting series. Uh, the job listings provide a little more context. The narrative director... Sorry, the narrative designer for the online project is required to tell a deep, complex story, suggesting this will likely not just be a match-based multiplayer game. The game writer is asked to pitch compelling ideas for quests, factions, and backstories, pointing to something that will be a game with at least similar narrative elements to those seen in the mainline series. Meanwhile, the lead combat designer for the game for the project will be responsible for creating a variety of enemies, machines, and humanoids that focus on exciting combat with cooperative elements. Gorilla notes in its Twitter post that it's continuing to create epic solo adventures for Aloy, and so it can be assumed that a third mainline Horizon game is also planned. Let's freaking go. I think this is awesome. Uh, it points to how much Sony sees value in uh, Horizon, and not just Sony, right? Gorilla as well, because I'm sure Gorilla are the ones that are probably spearheading this, but we're seeing a lot of Horizon, right? Like right now, I, I, we're in the middle of, you know, we just got Horizon Forbidden West. We're about to get Horizon Call of the Mountain, the VR game. We know that there's a Horizon TV show in the works. And you're telling me that alongside another uh, single-player Horizon, right, an epic solo adventure, as they put it in their job posting, we're also getting uh, uh, an online project. And they, then they also they also point to an external project, right? Like, there was a, a story, a new story, I want to say about a month ago. Yeah, November 8th. This comes from Kotaku, right? It was a report that there might be a Horizon MMO in the works. And this is the one that I was talking about, NCSoft, right? As first reported by MTN, a South Korean financial news site sources cl uh, close to NCSoft and Sony explained that the two companies had entered into an agreement to create a new online game at NCSoft based on Sony's IP, Horizon. As translated by Google, the report claims that the game has started early development and that Sony and NCSoft are continuing to discuss their partnership and how to create the game, such Sony could help out with development. The MTN report uh, says the still-in-development MMO sports the codename Project H, and that NCSoft is currently using that name in job ads as it begins to staff up to support the large project. NCSoft previously published the MMO Guild Wars and has developed uh, its own online games as part of the uh, Lineage series. So I take that to mean that I think there are probably th yeah three pro three projects in the works, right? New single-player Horizon, this Horizon multiplayer game that's being worked on internally at Guerrilla, and then also an, an, a Horizon MMO, which that's a lot. And also, you know, could mean that Horizon is going to make more and more money, right? They are trying to expand this franchise into something even bigger than it is. And I'm, I'm so curious to see if they're able to be successful in doing that. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Kev, the, your Slack noises are popping off, just letting you know. Fuck yeah, they are. Fuck Woo! yeah, they are. Pop them yeah. off, Slack, baby. Friday, baby. Can't stop it. Can't stop it. Roger, Roger wants to be funny. You know what I mean? Here's a couple of things that stick out to me as well, right? They're ta talking about the Gorilla uh, <clears throat> multiplayer game that they're working on. Uh, it's set in the Horizon universe. It'll feature a brand new cast of characters, mm -hmm. which is cool. I, that's what I want. Um, I wonder if that means that it is. Uh, if, you would, if you'd come to me and ask me, Hey, Gorilla's making a Horizon multiplayer game. What is it going to be? I would say 
oh, I imagine it'll probably be like Monster Hunter. Maybe you'll make your own character and you know, you're hanging out with like in like factions or whatever, and you're taking missions, you're going out and you're hunting big machines. Not that this um uh you know declines that from from happening or declines that from being uh, from uh this from being that game but i wonder if you are going to be playing like a mainline story that is a defined character i wonder if they're trying to make more aloys of the world and more actually like main identifiable horizon characters you gotta imagine that's the goal right we're in a really interesting time right now where the industry is shifting we've talked about it so many times now into ip being so much more than just video games and we we we've talked about how nintendo has um, amassed this amazing cast of characters that they have that we see in super smash brothers right that we could have even back in 1998 super smash brothers one have a group of characters from a bunch of different games and that meant so much to so many people because that's what video games were up until that point there weren't many other games out there right then we kind of see Nintendo continue to double down on that, have spinoff after spinoff after spinoff to the point that spinoffs now, a lot of them are their own core franchises mm-hmm. and they are just as loved and meaningful and core as the things that they spun off from to, to begin with. We've seen PlayStation get to this point where they now have a cast of characters coming out with PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale and seeing how much of a joke that was. But imagining what uh, Battle Royale would look like now, it is so night and day where they've got the stuff now. They've got the stuff in droves. They can make it happen. Um, Xbox, still working on it. But um, when it comes to PlayStation, I think that they're in such a unique place that Nintendo's not even at because of their technical mastery at this point of the characters and games and what they can even look like and uh the broad appeal of that on a more adult mainstream way where we got the mario movie coming out next year nintendo's about to hit a whole new high that they've never even seen before super nintendo world dropping this type of cross marketing is going to be insane for nintendo playstation we've already been seeing in the last week we've talked about last of us coming out god of war being worked on uh with cory barlog involved all that's like that's all great here we now have sony's kind of core franchises and we're seeing them already be like how can we nintendoize this in 2023 Mm -hmm. how do we look at this as like all right there was mario but then there was also all these mario sports titles and mario kart and smash brothers and mario rpg and you guys get all of it right and they're like how do we do that for some of our characters and some of our games and i think that it's not as easy because they're not like plucky mascots that you can just kind of pluck into or drop into different genres like at the flip of a switch and it just makes sense and you're like okay cool i can buy that so finding games and genres that make sense for the last of us for uncharted for horizon for god of war i think is an interesting um dilemma for sony to be in and i think that they are clearly trying to do the right thing with it all you're talking about uh uh, ncie i think it was ncsoft uh ncsoft and all that it's like they're trying to partner the right groups with games and genres that make sense for the horizon characters the one thing here that kind of gives me pause is them saying uh featuring a new cast of characters and a unique stylized look yes yeah, so that's the that's the next one i wanted to bring up because I, that also gave me pause because the visuals of horizon i think is one of the best things about it mm-hmm. right that is a good looking game and that is a world that i think is so well defined visually <laughs> what up what i saw what i say i just looked is over it kevin? it's just kevin <laughs> I, I just look through the control window and he gives me this look of like, like, hey, I'm trying to get your attention. Then he just goes. <laughs> <laughs> he got, he gave you, what was it? He gave you the balls? He gave you, he gave you the balls? Huh? Was that, uh, is that you also? Looked, yeah, 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 yeah. You got to give the balls. I can't do it. Though. You got to give there the balls. Go. There we go. Oh, that. Can I tell you, 
there's no there's no offense to Kevin because I, I Kevin do, might take I offense to what I'm about to say. I do this a lot. I do this a lot. Yeah, Kevin has the balls. Oh yeah, I guess Kev does that. Yeah. Kev does have balls. I can't. I, I'm not. Ah, oh, it hurts. It hurts to hold it that way. Can I tell you that I came into work with so much good energy, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, I got my coffee, I got my Jack in the Box breakfast. Mm -hmm. I looked at the, I uh, you know finished making the doc for the show, and I was like. Oh, we got great news stories to talk about. We got great questions that people mm -hmm. wrote in with. And, like, I was on 10. I was like, dude, we're about to have the best games daily ever. And then it hit me that Barrett wasn't coming in today. <laughs> Kevin was running the show. <laughs> and my heart dropped. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. What's going to happen? What Slack notifications are going <laughs> to are gonna appear on the, on the episode? What technical <laughs> hiccup is going to happen? And I say this with love, Kevin. I say this with love. <laughs> but turn off your goddamn... <laughs> As we're on my one as you're giving this speech. Oh, I did that on purpose. I cut oh, his no, mic, oh, too. We're well aware. I... We're well aware. But um, I will. I, I want to give credit to, to Kevin's uh, middle finger because those are those are some quality balls that I can't get Those are some quality balls. Yeah. Um, where were we? You know, this is the show that we do here. Kind of Funny Games Daily. It is. And to make this show happen, bless, we have sponsors. We like, do have sponsors. actually sponsor us to do this. Uh, if you don't want to hear those sponsors, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny. But for everyone else here. Shout out to Fixture Gaming for sponsoring this episode. The Fixture S2 is now available. It's a sturdy accessory mount that connects the Nintendo Switch OLED model to the Pro Controller. This mount was created specifically for the Nintendo Switch OLED model. We here at Kinda Funny have been using the Fixture S1 for a very long time. It's been my go-to to play on the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller. Both the S1 and S2 let you take your games anywhere while enjoying the Pro Controller's legendary precision and comfort. No longer will you suffer through Joy-Con drift. The thoughtful design of the Fixture S1 and S2 can be seen in the patented two-axis system with sturdy metal hinges. Both the S1 and S2 can be used in tabletop mode. If you go to FixtureGaming.com, use code KINDAFUNNY, you'll get 5% off of your order. Fixture Gaming is also running a holiday sale on Amazon this week. From December 12th to 16th, get $5 off the Fixture S1 and Fixture S2, $5 off the carrying case bundles, and $10 off the Ultra bundles featuring the Fixture S1, S2, the carrying case, and Fixture's gaming controller. So, check it out make sure you use promo code kind of fun shout out to me undies for sponsoring this episode who doesn't love getting new undies for the holidays nobody that's who me undies is your go-to spot for snuggly soft undies and more that all your loved ones will adore get merry and matching sets perfect for binge watching or holiday your way however you like with new limited edition prints you can try me undies and get 20 percent off your first purchase plus free standard shipping and free returns when you go to meundies.com slash kind of funny you know how much i love me undies I literally don't leave my house unless at least my undies and socks have that super soft micromodal fabric that I talk so much about. You can spend less time gifting and more time living with the new MeUndies holiday collection. MeUndies has something for every name on your list. You can shop classic plaids for dads, holiday sweater prints for fun friends, and the softest loungewear ever. All the cuddly ones in your life could need. Available in sizes extra small to 4XL, it's here for everyone. And you can get 20% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee by going to MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. Shout out to Shopify for sponsoring this episode. We love Shopify here at Kind of Funny because we use it to run our very own kindoffunny.com slash store. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether your thing is vintage teas or recipes for ghee, start selling with Shopify. Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of your favorite businesses worldwide. Shopify has all the sales channels sorted so your business keeps growing from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. And thanks
thanks to 24-7 support and free libraries full of educational content, Shopify's got you every step of the way. It's how every minute new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify, and you will too. When you're ready to launch your thing into the spotlight, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform backing millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Go on, try Shopify for free, and start selling anywhere. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash kfgames, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash kfgames to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash kfgames. Shout out to Policy Genius for sponsoring this episode. Life insurance is the type of thing you never hope you need, but the reality is mortgage payments, childcare, and other expenses don't disappear when you're gone. Policy Genius gives you a smarter way to find and buy the right coverage for you and your family. It was built to modernize the life insurance industry. Their technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes and from top companies like AIG and Prudential in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $17 per month for $500,000 of coverage. And Policy Genius has licensed agents who can help you find options that offer coverage in as little as a week. They're not incentivized to recommend one insurer over another so you can trust their guidance. There are no added fees and your personal info is private. Your loved ones deserve a financial safety net. You deserve a smarter way to find it and buy it. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. And we're back, everybody, with story number four. Game Awards viewership is up. Once again, this comes from Jeff Keighley on Twitter. This year, the Game Awards hit a new viewership milestone, 103 million live streams. Thank you for making this the most watched Game Awards in history. See you in 2023. Uh, on Twitter, the Game Awards delivered over 11.5 million video views of the live stream with a 28% increase in conversation volume year over year, 33% increase in unique authors, and 31% increase in the Game Awards hashtag usage. The show trended number one worldwide, including all top five worldwide trends. Wow. The stream Steam Deck giveaway was definitely a big hit. On Steam, over 9.5 million unique customers viewed the Game Awards live stream with a peak audience of over 850,000 concurrent users. Holy wow. Cow. All of that's wild, especially when you uh, bring in the context of Jeff before the show. Um, I don't know if it was me and you on Games Daily Time about this. You might have been on your way already to the Game Awards, mm. but Jeff put out this like big thread, kind of like uh, a final State of the Union going into this year's show. And he was pretty much being like, hey, due to some of these reasons, we don't expect this show to get more views than last year. And you know, kind of just setting the yeah. setting the stage so you can come here and be like, "Boom, motherfuckers!" And that's like, exactly actually, what happened. No, we yeah. knocked that shit out of the park. But again, congrats to him, man. I think this is great. I am a huge supporter of the Game Awards and of uh, the work that Jeff's done, and he's being rewarded handsomely. And I feel like this is moving in a direction where um, I would say that it, it is undeniable that the Game Awards has only gotten better year after year. And um, especially when you take into consideration the pandemic and everything and how everything had to shift and change. And this being the first real Game Awards we've had since 2019, um, I feel like this uh, is a really good sign of things to come in the future. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited to see uh, where the Game Awards uh, go from here. Uh, I think he mentioned that also next year will be the, the 10th 
mm-hmm. Game Awards, which is really exciting. I want to see Jeff do something special for that. I'll love uh, either a video package or like some kind of thing to like really cement, hey, we've done this for a decade now. Like this is 10 years of this uh, and we're doing the damn thing and we're only getting better. Um, also excited to see like what Jeff's other shows uh, grow into being, right? Like I'd love to see both uh, opening night live at Gamescom and then also uh, Summer Game Fest kickoff or like whatever he's calling it this year i would like to see both those shows uh grow as well right and, and uh get better is kevin is what i'm looking at on no, the tv I'm working on other stuff gotcha Wes. um but yeah i would love to see that stuff grow and get better right and like i'm very excited like, i'm at the point where whenever we're approaching one of jeff's shows i'm excited to see what it is like yeah. i'm excited to see you know what like what does summer game fest kickoff look like this year what does opening night live look like this year yeah absolutely like yeah it's personally i think that three shows a year is too much uh and i think that it's going to show in all three of the shows uh, ability to like really bring the heat and like have that energy all in one place but the industry's changed where there isn't just e3 and that's it it's like like how wild is it that over the last 10 years jeff has turned december into a major announcement month we expect major announcements at the end of the year every year and that's single-handedly because of jeff right yeah uh and now that we we have summer game fest kind of taking that e3 area and then uh gamescom with opening night live like opening night live to me is the one that i think needs the most work um because summer game fest i think has the most room to improve um i think it's going to improve dramatically next year Uh, but i think like opening night live is the one that needs to find its identity a bit more um but it serves a great audience in person somewhere that shows like this normally don't happen and uh being able to have a different group of people in the same room i think is a really powerful thing for the gaming community but um i haven't been wowed by any of the opening night lives um yet opening night live i think is the weakest of the three shows and that might be just because it is like it's in collaboration with gamescom mm-hmm. uh maybe I, I think that is a weird time for big announcements right because it's right before the fall and it's I after game to, or after e3, e3 game, fest game fest and before game awards exactly right and so it's like what is left to announce for the fall at that time especially when you know playstation usually does a playstation showcase in september uh xbox usually does a showcase like not that far long before right you know what is left to show up at opening night live um but I, I I could I could see it growing though I, you know I do like the idea of doing three shows a year I think it is a lot I do think that you know Game Awards I don't think suffers much, uh, much from it like I feel like every time we get to Game Awards Game Awards is still a banger show I think it always has room for improvement and there are things that that um, Jeff could do to like you know improve it improve it year to year but I don't I don't even think it's a content problem at this point right I think it is just figuring out timing maybe shortening up a little and figuring out all the fine details of making the game awards the best that it can be uh open night live and and even even take it to summer game fest right that show has only been going two years at this point i think we just got the second one with Mm -hmm. this last one and i'd say both of those have been pretty good you know the first one we got elden ring i forget what the big announcement of this last one was i guess this last one wasn't that great this was the one that we gave a two out of five okay but again it's all it's context of everything of like where we are where gaming is what games have been out what games have already been announced all of that stuff where it's like i do think that like we're still game awards are a cemented thing that we understand because it's been going now for nine years coming on 10 right Mm -hmm. whereas summer game fest specifically the kickoff show all of that is so new in this new battle for dominance of destroying e3 yes so i feel like there's gonna be this like really awkward transition period that we're going to see them kind of go back and forth and eventually we'll it'll net out i'm hoping in a clean answer in the same way we're like we know the game awards are happening like that's that is what it is whereas right now it's like cool there's e3 there's summer game fest there's ign summer of gaming there's game spots 
summer dippity doodah. Like yeah. everybody has some shit, and it's just it's noise. But I mean, I think right now the real battle of summer, really, of early summer, really is between Jeff Keighley and E3. And like, after one, I like a, a good battle. <laughs> Kevin, what is that? What was that? Uh, I'm I'm prepping stuff for the stream afterwards. Gotcha. And it wouldn't pause the audio, even though I hit mute. Gotcha, so. gotcha. Uh, I like a good battle, Tim. Mm -hmm. I like I like a good fight for dominance. And so, whenever I see any of like the you know E3 announces what they're doing, and then immediately the the, the same day later in the Jeff, day, Jeff's like, oh, this is what we're doing. I think it's fun. I like good competition. I think that's gonna make both of the both of them have to actually be better and compete, right? None of them can rest on their laurels. Mm -hmm. uh, and so even though I think, you know, in the grand scheme of Jeff's year-round plan, we could see things improve overall, I think we are getting there. I think year to year, we're going to see things, things get better. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, story number five, Henry Cavill's working on a Warhammer 40K series for Amazon. This comes from Boris Kitt at The Hollywood Reporter. The actor, who Wednesday officially hung up his Man of Steel cape after Warner Brothers announced it's going in a new Superman direction, thanks to DC Studios head James Gunn and Peter Safran, is attached to star in and executive produce a series adaptation of Warhammer 40K, the popular science fiction fantasy miniature war game. <laughs> What part? What, what got you there? This is so many fucking words. Popular <laughs> science fiction fantasy miniature war game. <laughs> like, it is what it is. That it is, is what exactly is. what that is. But God damn Dolly. Uh, I was going to say Golly. It's fucking Friday, y'all. It's the it's last Friday. It's the, the last year. kind of funny games daily of the year. Amazon has secured rights to the game produced by Games Workshop after months of negotiations and fending off rival companies that also sought the rights. This is envisioned as a potential film and TV play. No writers or showrunners are attached. Vertigo Entertainment's Roy Lee and Natalie Viscuso teamed up with Cavill to secure the rights and deliver it to Amazon. Uh, it's great news, and we're absolutely thrilled. We're working with fantastic... I've never seen this word in my life, bless. Here we are. I, I didn't follow along. Here we go. Here we go. It's it's great news. We're absolutely thrilled. We're working oh, with a fantastic tr uh, triumvirate. You never <laughs> triumvirate. You never heard of a triumvirate? Before? I haven't. I have not. In hand I'm I'm lying. I've never heard of a triumvirate either. I'm looking up to see how it's actually pronounced. Thank you. And what does it mean? Hold on. Hold on. I got to turn my volume up. Oh, okay, you nailed, yeah, it. I nailed it. it. Pronounce it. What, what what is it though? Ooh, let me I don't know if it'll go through the gate. Uh, let me turn the gate off. Triumvirate. Are they hearing that? Triumvirate. Triumvirate. Uh, triumvirate is a group of three men holding power in particular. <laughs> the, the unofficial coalition of Julius Caesar, Pompey, okay. and Crassus in 60 BC. Okay, so they are referring to Henry Cavill, Vertigo, and Amazon <laughs> as the triumvirate. All right. Cool. Uh, Henry's well-known love of Warhammer 40K and his passion as a world builder and storyteller will serve us all well in the coming years. Finally, Warhammer will make it to the screen as the fans have hoped and as they deserve. Exciting times, uh, says the creative director of GAW. Warhammer is akin to Dungeons & Dragons, blah, blah, blah. We don't need to get into all that. Um, so there we go. So yeah. Very interesting. Couple things I want to shout out here. Mm -hmm. I love that this is Henry Cavill being like, I want to do this. I yeah. I love this and I want to make this happen. I think that's rad. I also think it's rad that uh, with the the era of streaming content and stuff, the rules are kind of out the window of like what counts as like premiere content, whether it's movies, TV shows, is it on TV, is it on streaming, X Y Z, and like as Kevin infamously likes to point out, Disney fucked Pixar. Uh, there is still a lot of like Fuck things going sad. on with this, but it's sad Tim. Um. To look at Henry Cavill, who is a bona fide, like, Hollywood movie superstar, 
to see him do this much TV, I think is really interesting. And I think a very positive sign for um, how important television is and how important series are that it's not just movies or it doesn't matter. It's like we are, are at an age that TV is, is there's more prestige television than ever. That's not to say everything's perfect, but there are more higher quality shows than we've ever had before. And to see big, big, big name actors like Henry Cavill like lead those shows like the witcher being an example i think is uh is, is really cool yeah 1000 percent. yeah and this is one of those ones where this is like barely a video game news story because warhammer is the what was it the um miniature war here we go the popular science fiction fantasy miniature war game um you know like it's the fact that you know this is adjacent enough to video games that like and this is a big enough news story in terms of what is happening here right and henry and uh, henry cavill being involved that it's like yo let's talk about this because this is fantastic, right? Like, this is going to expose, like we talked about in, in terms of any adaptation, this is going to expose a whole new audience into what Warhammer is. I'm somebody who's been looking for a, an opportunity to get into any any sort of Warhammer thing because whenever I see 40K pop up on screen, I'm like, that looks really cool. I want to know more. Henry Cavill is enough to get uh, uh, enough to get me in. Oh, yeah. And oh, so, yeah. yeah, shout out. And also shout out to Henry Cavill for, like, getting roles because, like, it's been a rough a rough go between uh, leaving The Witcher and then also losing on, a super, on the Superman role. Uh, I think Warhammer is a, is, a, is a really nice next step for him. It is, Kev. Um, at on the kind of funny games daily doc, I in, in this story I added a link that I'd like to pull up. I don't know the context of all this. I think it is just a very, very, very wild coincidence. It is. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Um, but on December 14th, uh, which is a couple days now, ago now, so two days ago, when they announced that Henry Cavill is no longer going to be uh, Superman, uh, Raul Coley, the homie, uh, tweeted out, Hey, Henry, fuck it. Let's make a Warhammer movie slash limited series. Kind regards, Raul. Uh, okay, but if this hits 40K likes, then that's it. It has to be made. It's the law. Um, it got 175,000 likes. Yep. Um, good for you, Raul. That's fantastic. But then this was announced two days later. Like, like, literally a day later, actually. This was announced yesterday, this Warhammer thing. Like, what? I, I think that is the universe <laughs> doing its damn thing. But also, y'all got to get Rahul Kohli involved. Get in him thing. in. Like, maybe he is involved in, like, you know, light I, teasers. I don't think he would do that. Like, I, maybe, maybe. But, like, that sounds, I hope that that's the case. I hope more than anything Raul is involved with this, specifically because Raul fucking loves this shit. Mm. Like, this is his favorite thing, man. If you follow him on any social media, like, he's always painting the miniatures. Like, I think it's super rad that he is that invested in a hobby and that if this opportunity turns out, again, I, I don't know where this is at officially, but I'm rooting for you. I, think, I hope this happens. I think we will see Rahul in this Warhammer series, whether it's season one or season two. If, it, if it, the offer comes later on, I think he will make an appearance. I think it has to happen. Chad's saying he clarified a follow-up tweet that he's not involved at all, but I hope that changes. I really, really hope. I that think happens. it will. I think it will. Yeah. God, that would be cool. Um, moving on. Oh, God. I can read this one. It's a should, long one. Should we? I mean, I, I can. Here, I got you. Because I, it, I think it's enter entertaining. Uh, oh, I can read it. You got I, it? I got All it. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Tim's got it. I have a holiday story. Okay, this is a, a write-in from Gage, a.k.a. Luke Shot. Luke Shot first. Uh, I have a holiday story that's very San Francisco I thought you all might enjoy. I was about 22 and living in the Sunset District with six other friends in this big house up near the Moraga Lookout. That year, most of my friends were, on the, were out of the house for the holiday weekend, visiting family in various parts of the country. My friend Jordan and I were the only ones who stuck around. We were feeling a bit lonely on Christmas Eve and decided to go out and get drunk wherever we could find that was open around the city to cheer ourselves up. We looked up online what the vibe was and what places were staying open. Japantown ended up looking like it had... 
uh, the most options. So we hopped on Muni and headed down Geary to find a bar and get some noodles. We stopped at this spot in the mall and got and got noodle, bowl, noodle bowls and beers, and it was excellent. After a few rounds, I got up to use the bathroom. I went through a door that seemed like it would lead to a bathroom, but it led down this weird hallway instead. I heard music, loud music, coming from a door at the end of the hallway. I decided to check it out. It turned out to lead to the speakeasy karaoke bar filled with people drinking and being very merry. I had this exact same situation. This happened to me Wait, in really? the same exact spot. No this way. The same lead in story to get there, but I, in Japantown, trying to go to a bathroom, ended up in a karaoke bar. That's awesome. And then me and all my friends went in and just hung out all night singing. Were we all hanging out eight? together? <laughs> what? Um, I was stoked. I ran back to Jordan and told him about it. We paid our bills and made our way into the speakeasy. We got a seat at the bar. We were the only white people there. Everyone else was Japanese. We looked through the book of songs and found that almost all the songs were Japanese songs, including anime and video game tunes. We were hyped. We decided we'd sing the opening theme from Pokemon, one of the greatest theme songs of all time, and we killed it. Was this you that wrote, wrote this? Did song? I write this? Was this me? <laughs> um, we had the whole room singing with us, and afterward, everyone cheered. It was a blast. After we sang, we began talking to these two girls at the bar. We flirted and hit it off. We all ended up getting a table, and before you know it, the two of them were headed back to our place with us in a cab. Plus, what did you put in? Why is this on Games Daily? <laughs> Why is this part of the Warhammer it story? It loops back to Warhammer, trust we me. We had a few more beers all together back at the house, and then the girl I had been vibing with uh, more led me out of the living room and towards my room. We started to get hot and heavy. Bless, what the fuck? <laughs> It'll come back around to Warhammer, trust me. We started getting hot and heavy, and before you know it, we were about to do the dang thing. Right before I went down, she stopped me <laughs> holding up her hand and said, one day we will sleep together, and it will be amazing. But that day is so far away. If I want to know what came to mom and crop shops, where would I look? Well, you would look toward the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. <laughs> I had to include it. I had to make you read it. I had to make you read it. Oh, I was like, we're not, we're not blowing past this one because it is such an entertaining story. And also, Luke, uh, yeah. uh, Gage, aka Luke, shot first, wrote in and said, "Oh, by the way, all that is true. Like that is a very true I mean, story." Yeah, that made. sounds like a true story. And real talk, like uh -huh. I did have that same thing happen where I know exactly where he's talking about. I forgot about the place. It's been probably 15 years since i've been there wow. we should go oh yeah we gotta do let's do Dude, it i'm man. down hell yeah um uh, i don't know about the last part though but i'm down i'm yeah. down for the rest of it god it's been a while since we've had one of those swerve <laughs> swerve ones i didn't even see it coming i need to be honest with you i didn't know i was like i don't know if he's right ahead and I, then no i, I did not point, i was like i, I did he's not, not he's see not. that coming i did as not as soon as you it. start i was like oh i, I know where this is going and <laughs> then it just kept going it kept going and, and it kept going and, and eventually i was like it can't be that this is too long what I love about it is I'm reading it and like there's some some spicy things being said and I'm like I'm just trusting that Bless read this first because <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. just reading at this point. Anyway, that was fantastic, man. Uh, you'd go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform. Oh, so, oh you already fucking yeah. said it. out today. Resident Evil Seven Biohazard on Switch. Uh, how? I don't know. <laughs> like that that can't be right. I, I swear to God that this game has come out on the Switch ten times already. <laughs> I, I can double. I can look. Actually, I, I think you're right. I, I feel like I remember doing this on Switch. Yeah, I, I'm looking it up. So that's really weird. Um, the Fantastic Kitty Roo on PC, SCP Keter, early access on PC, uh, Iron Lung on Switch, Panda Punch on PC and Switch, Recky on Xbox One and Series X, Sucker for Love first date on Switch, and four new games have been added to the Sega Mega Drive slash Genesis library on Nintendo Switch Online. Golden Axe 2, Virtual Fighter 2, Alien Storm, and Columns. Yeah, I believe Resident, this Resident Evil 7 thing seems accurate. It seems accurate. I think it's just the fact that many other Resident Evil games have also come to Switch via cloud. 
because you've gotten Resident Evil Village, Resident Evil 2, and Resident Evil 3. Hmm. Hmm. All via cloud, via cloud gaming. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, we got a fun little question here. Oh, God, there's a lot of questions I want to get to, but we're not going to be able to do them all. I want to do this first one, though, for sure. Oh, yeah. The, the first cool one, the that? second one isn't even, isn't even like a question. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with the first one. Marco Hutchins writes in and says, hey, guys, I wrote this question in previously, and you guys seem to enjoy it. What do you think will be the favorite game of the year in 2023 for every member of Kind of Funny? Here's my predictions. Tim will be an unannounced Mario game or Final Fantasy 16. Greg will be Spider-Man 2. Bless will be The Last of Us Factions or Starfield. Andy will be Hollow Knight Silk Song. Mike Redfall. Joey, Disney Dreamlight Valley. Cool Greg, Bomb Rush, Cyberfunk. Uh, Barrett, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Kevin, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Nick, Hogwarts Legacy. Roger, Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. I chose a different game for every person just to highlight how many awesome games are expected to come out next year. But we all know everyone's actually going to pick Zelda. So feel free to choose the same game for multiple people. It's pretty interesting. Uh, I like like this. I don't know. I don't Do you feel like Zelda's yours is accurate? Answer. I don't think Zelda's my answer. Really? You don't think yeah. Zelda is I, your answer? I can't wait for Zelda. But mm. I am at a place where <sighs> this sounds like such a stupid, hypocritical thing to say. But I simultaneously. <sighs> it was, it's, it's, it's to celebrate what your game of the year is going to be. <laughs> I simultaneously ex- like expect uh, Tears of the Kingdom to be <laughs> the greatest game. He's doing it on purpose, by the oh, way. Yeah. He's oh, doing yeah. it on purpose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I expect it to be the best game ever made because it has to be. Mm. But at the same time, I'm like, I just, I can't, I don't expect it to be Breath of the Wild because Breath of the Wild is Breath of the Wild. But I didn't expect Ragnarok to be God of War because God of War was God of War and Ragnarok was God of War. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. <sighs> I'm still going to say Zelda Tears of the Kingdom for you. You think? I think so. We'll see. I mean, again, I, I Pokemon just proved me the fuck wrong. So we'll see and i'm not even be wrong about this it's just it's a very 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 lofty goal for mm-hmm. tears of the kingdom to be as special and good as um breath, breath of the wild, wild. Yeah. and i think that unlike god of war from god of war 2018 to ragnarok there a ps5 happened and i played on ps5 it's not ps5 exclusive but the tech worked and it was only better than the last version that i played in mm-hmm. 2018 on my ps4 pro I'm probably going to be playing Tears of the Kingdom on the same goddamn Switch that I played Breath of the Wild. Probably, on. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know about that. Um, but yeah, if there's a new Mario game, hey, probably. That's probably a, a likely contender for me. Um, Final Fantasy 16, I'm a little less like sure of. I'm hopeful for, but mm-hmm. I don't know that that's going to be like the the one for me. What but about Seven Rebirth? I mean, there. I don't know, man. It's about uh-huh. to be a really dope year for me. So I don't know that I have one that I'm like. That's going to be the favorite for, for Game of the Year. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's obviously too early to tell. But if we do get a new 2D Mario, I expect to be blown away by a 2D Mario. Wow. Because we haven't had one in so long. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, we haven't had one with a new art style in even longer. And Nintendo just hasn't made a 2D Mario while everyone else has been making 2D games. 2D platforms have been popping off. There's been so many great ones on the indie side, on the, like, higher scale side of even things like uh, um, ukulele, right? Um, which, like, I wouldn't call that indie necessarily. It has a kind of different vibe to it. Um, so I think Nintendo, if they, if and when they do a new 2D Mario, they know that they need to bring the fucking stuff. Wow. Be like, no, we are the 2D masters. All right. I'm still, hmm. I'll, 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 do, I'll do for me, right? Uh, hop to, because uh, in the question, Marco mentions uh, he thinks for me it's going to be Last of Us Factions or Starfield, which, you know, 
I respect how much you know me in the idea that I talk about factions all the time, and also I'm very much a Bethesda RPG person. I cannot wait for Starfield, but I think it's going to be a tall order for anything to, to beat out Tears of the Kingdom for me, right? And I think the, the Tears of the Kingdom, biggest, it, its biggest opposition is itself. I agree with everything you say, right, in terms of Breath of the Wild is Breath of the Wild, right? And, like, there's so many things that make that game special, and I, I, one of those things for me was the fact that I was playing that game on a brand new Nintendo hardware. That was fantastic, right? We're coming off of the Wii U. I'm picking up my Switch for the first time. The Switch works as advertised. It's an incredible experience. And then also, I have this Zelda game that is doing everything I love when it comes to open world games. And it works and it has a physics system that I love and also has the puzzles that I love, right, in terms of the shrines. Breath of the Wild did so much for me. And honestly, like, if you give me more Breath of the Wild, that'll probably still do a lot for me, but it is going to be the thing of, does it feel as special as when I picked up that first game? I think that uh, will be the difficulty with it, but yeah, I think uh, if it's not Breath of the Wild, or if it's not Tears of the Kingdom, I could see it being Last of Us Factions, uh, if Last of Us Factions hits, which I think could be a tall order. It is not easy to make a fantastic multiplayer game, but I love The Last of Us World. Last of Us 1 is now, like, one of my favorite games ever, um, and I love Last of Us Factions as well, so yeah, like, hopefully that hits. And then Starfield, if Starfield is a 9 out of 10 game, 10 out of 10 game, then that'll be a top two game of the year for me. I Like, easily, right? Like, that is the game that I need to come through and hit and, like, be, you know, be my everything. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one of my most anticipated game of, games of the year, right? It's probably in my top three. Um, and so, yeah, that's my, those are my picks for me. But then going, going through the list, you know, Marco says Greg, Spider-Man 2. Do you agree? I mean, maybe, right? Like, again, it's it's weird where we're talking about some of these sequels where the expectations are simultaneously so high and expected. We just expect them to be great because yeah. they've proven that they're great. Um, so, yeah, it's hard to be like, it's going to be the favorite game of the year for some of these things that are, are a bit more known quantity. What I'm more interested in is, like, Mike with Redfall. Snowbike Mike, you're over there. Just just for a moment. You, actually, come on, come on. Get over, get over here. here. Get over here. here. So... The, what what do you what is your favorite to be your favorite game next year? Spider Man. Oh course. really? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Uh, I actually booted up Miles Morales this week, and just swinging around the neighborhoods is just so much fun. So we'll go Spider Man, Starfield, which blessing you said so well. I expect that to be a game of the generation. I have high hopes wow. and expectations for Bethesda, and I think they need to nail this. That will probably be my most critical game out of the list, where it's like, oh, I'm going to be real hard on you, you know? And then Redfall, actually, surprisingly enough, for that viewer right in, that is very low on my list. I actually have very low expectations for that. I think that will be a weekend, one-and-done game and never played again for me. I know the pedigree of Arcane. I think we're all expecting something really fun on the gameplay side of things. But when I look at that and we look at the games before that, right, and I know everybody's going to get mad, or you can't compare it to Back for Blood or Left for Dead, but it's like those kind of style of games, those are the, hey, one weekend warrior session with my homies, and then we're done. We never talk about it. We never play it. And like that style, the cartoony look of it all, like just doesn't vibe with me. So Redfall, surprisingly very low on my list compared to everything else. Those are my games. I love it. Spider-Man 2 for Mike. There it is. That's a fun, unexpected thing. Um, yeah, then going through, I feel like uh, Joey, Disney Dreamlight Valley, absolutely. That makes sense. She's <laughs> loving that game. And hearing her talk about it and, like, the updates that they're doing, like, she's legitimately, like, enthralled by it. So mm. that's pretty damn awesome. Cool Greg, Bomb Rush Cyberpunk, that's an interesting pull. I love that pull. I, I can't wait for Cool Greg and Hogwarts Legacy. I oh, feel like yeah. he, there is the potential for him. And he, my brother doesn't play games like that, like, period. Like, he doesn't play modern games, you know? I could see him just getting sucked into this world. Yeah, he might he might platinum Hogwarts legacy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's that's really exciting. Yeah, Andy Hollow Night Silk Song. 
I can see that. Or yeah. I can see I can see it being the surprise of um, Armored Core. Armored Core. I mean, it, the, the thing about Andy is that there's no predicting at this point when it comes to being a gamer. He is a gamer through and through, everybody. Willing to put himself out there. Willing to try new things. Willing to convert from the controller to the mouse and keyboard. You know what I mean? Mm. He'll do it all. So never put Andy in a box. Never put, never, never put Andy in a box. And then, yeah, Barrett Star Wars, Jedi Survivor. Honestly, I can see it. I can see, of course, Barrett loves Star some Star Wars. And Jedi Survivor looks like it's about to be fantastic. Was Jedi, was Jedi Fallen Order his game of the year 2019? Do you remember? Uh, I I'm going to assume was. Was Persona 2019? No. Um, so it was probably <laughs> Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, probably. Kevin, oh, Barrett's not here. If yeah. he was here, he'd be fucking yeah, busted. Yeah, he would be busted through the door. <laughs> uh, Kevin Assassin's Creed Mirage. I can see that. That, that. that can make sense. I think either that or Hogwarts Legacy. I think uh, I can see. I think uh, Kevin might be excited for that one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, no, there's the other one though. Breath of the Wild probably has the highest. Oh chance yeah. I mean, I could not like I literally had to stop playing that game because it was affecting my work performance. Yeah. <laughs> I it, you know I, 120 hours in like a week and a half or like two weeks. That's insane. That's my thing too. Is I I was that way with Breath of the Wild where I put in like 90 hours, 100 hours within the span of like only like a month maybe maybe a few weeks mm -hmm. um yeah ridiculous hours are about to be put in the, into that game and then yeah the nick hogwarts and then roger zelda i don't know nick's taste that much i'll assume whatever the next call of duty is um and then roger i roger is a wild card as well I, yeah. roger could be anything yeah, yeah, yeah for sure yeah um kebabs writes in with the final statement of the year I just want to give a big thank you and congratulations to Kind of Funny. This has been an incredible year for you guys with a shiny new studio, plenty of laughs and good times already. You're a staple of my daily routine, and I'm proud to be a Kind of Funny best friend more than ever. Also, shout out to my homies in the YouTube chat, a.k.a. the KF Breakfast Club. Thanks and keep being awesome, kebabs. Thank you, kebabs. And thank everybody hanging out in the Breakfast Club. I love that. Uh, but also just everybody that supports us any which way possible, including by going to kindoffunny.com slash year wrong to correct things that we get wrong as we get them wrong. Let me tell um, you, mm -hmm. uh, yesterday you told me that I should watch um, Mythic Quest. Yeah. And I picked it back up. I watched episode two yesterday. Uh -huh. I watched Sonic Crime, actually. Um, and that in that episode, the character played by uh, Danny Putty, Mm -hmm. He uh like he's the financial lead on whatever game they're making, right? And like one of his coworkers pisses him off, and so he's like, and the coworker's basically like, we don't need you, whatever, whatever. And so he leaves, and then chaos erupts, right? And it was his way of like, in a very petty way, trying to show the world that like, hey man, you fuck with me, I fuck with you. And let me tell you, Kevin Coelho is Danny Pudi. Oh my god, <laughs> that's Kevin Coelho. I can see that's it. Kevin Coelho right there. Yeah, and oh, with the way the character goes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, and it fits. It fits pretty well. Mythic Quest is awesome. You guys should check it out on Apple uh, TV Plus. It's uh, season three is going now. Last night's episode, bless, might be the series best. Really? Oh my god, they All did right. a good job. They did a fantastic flashback episode. Um, but anyways, you're wrong. There's a lot of people saying some spoiler stuff that I don't want to get into for some Pokemon things. But I appreciate you all. Um, otherwise, next week we're off. And the week after that, we're off. And then we'll return, like I said, Tuesday, January 3rd with way more kind of funny goodness. Um, all the shows will be gone the next two weeks. But I know Greg's doing a bunch of uh, – he's planning to do the Gregways um, throughout yes. the, the break. So stay tuned for that. Um, a lot of fun announcements there and, and, and just things, life updates and whatever it is. Um, but, bless, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you this year. Been amazing to be actually with you in a studio again. Yeah. You've really come into your own over the years. I, I see clips of us uh, in the old studio, and I'm just 
blown away by how just like I grew hair. You grew hair, but like it's more than that too. You grew into to where you belong, which is right here next to me on this show. Hell yeah. Tim, I appreciate uh I love doing the show with you, of course. Like it's it's funny seeing our weeks change and then also like us adapt to it and also it become a whole different vibe that yeah. I think has even gotten better because it was us on Mondays for what the first half of the year and then we transitioned to now being the end of the week and honestly like you can put us on any day of the week we're gonna we're gonna rock that shit. we bring that energy we're gonna baby. bring that energy. I, I love it and with that it's been our pleasure to serve you